You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Welcome to the program. It's hour one on this Tuesday. Dan and the Danettes, Dan Patrick Show. Got a play of the day, stat of the day or two. Poll question as well. All of that forthcoming. Say good morning to our streaming partners, Peacock, and also our radio affiliates around the country, iHeartRadio, Fox Sports Radio. 877-3DP-SHOW, email address dp at danpatrick.com, and Twitter handle at dpshow. Last night's Alabama-Georgia game started off slow, 15 points scored in the first half. Second half picked up considerably, and you could see where the Bulldogs were able to pull away, made some big plays. And uh, last night's title game taught us a lot. It showed us that Nick Saban and Alabama are human and proved that an elite talent uh, or elite talents can sometimes struggle against an all-around really, really good team in Georgia. They came in mostly healthy. Alabama was a little bit banged up. They were without their two starting corners. They lost their star receiver, Jamison Williams, early on to a knee injury. And Georgia took full advantage of that. Stetson Bennett looked shaky in the first half, but, man, he made some big plays when he needed to and targeted Bama's freshman cornerbacks, that dominant defense by the Bulldogs, and Georgia and Kirby Smart. You know, when they said last night, boy, they end a 41-year drought, and I'm thinking, no, no, it was back in 1980. And then you realize that's 41 years ago. I remember watching that national title game with Herschel. And I didn't realize, and of course, Vince Dooley. Vince Dooley was there last night. But uh, big moment for uh, Georgia Bulldogs to win that game. I like that they've already come out with the preseason rankings for next year. Alabama's number one, and uh, Georgia's number three. Uh, we'll come up with a poll question. I believe Todd is going to do the honors today. Todd, what are you thinking about? We are still kicking around poll ideas, and we're uh, looking for uh, help, as always, from uh, the listeners. Well, give me a couple of them. Did you write up some? Uh, one was, uh, should Alabama be the favorite to win next year for the college football playoff? No, well, uh, You just came up with that right now. I know. I kind of did. Wait, you're supposed to have suggestions for the poll question. I know. I was, th- I was also thinking of something. Uh, you don't have any, do I don't, you? Okay. I don't. I'm making this up on the fly. Okay, but why do you do that? Why don't you just say. <laughs> I didn't think it, we were three minutes into the show. I thought I was going to have at least a segment during uh, of time wow. to come up with Wow. Wow. Man. Do you ever take any blame? Not really. I, I, I kind of kicked it to the side with some other things that I had to get done before the show started. That's in all honesty. Like what? Like other things that I needed to have ready for the show and prep and. Super Bowl things and things like that. But I dropped the ball. But we have to, to every day, every day is the Super Bowl. You're right. Bowl. I thought I was going to just kind of be, at least in part, the voice of the poll question. That I didn't know that that was like all exclusively on me to come up with the poll question. Wow, now we shift blame. I thought it was a team effort to at least come up with polling. Okay, yeah. In all honesty. Did, did you ever help McLovin when he was doing it? I threw out a couple on occasion. Mm, he, did, he did the overwhelming majority of it, but... Uh, I wouldn't say that I never threw out a poll idea. That would be kind of stretching it a little. Yes. My, if I was doing the poll question today, my suggestion would be, who is the second best coach in college football? Saucy. Be, Obviously the first best is Behind Kirby Smart. Oh, oh, okay. oh, oh, right. okay. oh sorry. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, when you start to think about guys who have won national titles, uh, there aren't many who are still active, right? Well, in this... Current era, playoff era, there's yeah. only three. Yeah. 
right? It would be Nick Saban, Davos Sweeney, and Kirby Smart. But Jimbo Fisher won it before. I think so. The, I think the that playoff. Was, I think that was BCS. BCS. The last BCS. Uh, Ed O is gone. Yeah, he, he's he gone. won the national title. I'd like to be in the poll question. <laughs> <laughs> I still think I'm a good coach. Okay. Do you need some time to come up with poll questions? I could use a little more time. Okay. I, I should have worked more on it pre-show. But uh, I'm looking no, at No, you didn't slate. work on it at all. Not you could have done it, it. It came across my mind, but I actually didn't type anything to read off of my screen. You chose not to do anything. Okay, I chose not to do it. All right. <laughs> I rebelled against the poll question. Okay, so do we have to have the audience help? I always like their help. All right. Are you going to call them? How are you going to get their input? Uh, I will monitor social media. A lot of times we'll get suggestions okay. through uh, Twitter, which is always nice. Okay. All right. Yes, Paul. The poll question could be, will we have a poll question today? Mm. How about this one? All right. I, here's one. Here's mine. I'd rather quarterback the national title winning team, Stetson Bennett. His career is basically over. I, I don't think he's going to be playing pro football anytime soon. Um, quarterback the losing team in the national title game, but win the Heisman Trophy, Bryce Young. Let's assume Bryce Young finished his career at Alabama without a national title. Whose college career would you rather have? The star who won the Heisman or the walk-on now star who is a Georgia legend forever? Uh, so we're not going to factor in Bryce Young playing in the NFL. No, that would really hurt my focus. Yes, it would. <laughs> really, really. Stetson Bennett probably can get tickets to Falcons games now, though. Well, I think that you're going to want to have the guy who's the team player that, hey, we won a national championship, whereas I think probably privately we would go, man, I'd take that Heisman Trophy. I mean, I, I, I didn't play well in the national title game, but I won the Heisman Trophy. Um, I mean, you, you're going to be a legend. Like, they'll never, ever forget you. Alabama, it's a you know, it's just a long line of great players, and you know, you, but what Stetson did, he's he's there. Like that, they're going to have the reunion. They'll bring back that team. It's like the you know the team from forty-one years ago. I would take the national title, given what that story is, forty-one years and his story, wanting to play for the Bulldogs, had to go to a junior college, and then came back. Looked shaky in the first half. Looked like, you know, the moment was too big for him. And then had a couple of big plays. Yes, Eaton. He's like, his story, though, is kind of like the movie it's writing itself yep. in a way. Yeah. You know, that it's got all of the characteristics of nobody believed in him, had to walk on, you know, wasn't getting any love out of high school. Well, did he work at a grocery store? Because, Ooh. you know, did he bag groceries like Kurt Warner? Strikes me more as a paper route kind of guy. Oh, but I don't know. We'll okay. see. Okay. All right. Yeah, Paul. Oh, but this is perfect. He goes to George as a walk-on. Then in scene three, it's a dirt road of a small junior college. <laughs> and it's hot and sweaty. Mm. He's in a mm. weight room all by himself mm. after being at Georgia. And then Throwing going back. the football through a tire. Oh. Tire. Yeah. <laughs> Got to have a tire. Stetson Bennett the fourth. Do you know that I had a tire growing up? Hung from a tree, and we would we would throw the football through the tire. Of course you would. Yeah, I was spinning it back yeah, then. There you are. Oh yeah, yeah. I just remember my dad thought that you know maybe one of us would be a, a quarterback, and you had to have a swing. I thought we would just swing on the tire, and then he said, "No, you throw the football through the tire." And I thought that was the dumbest thing. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "Why am I throwing it through the tire?" 
why don't I just throw it to my brother? <laughs> like, he said, well, if you don't have your brothers to be able to throw, you could throw it through the tire. You know, that's how the greats, Johnny Unitas, would throw it through a tire. And I go, all right. So I'd throw it through a tire. Yes, yeah, that My son plays soccer a lot, and it's one of the most difficult things you could do is like the coaches will always be like, all you need is a ball and a wall, right? You yeah. kick the ball against the wall. Try telling your 11-year-old, hey, man, why don't you go kick the ball against the wall for a little while? <laughs> like, why? <laughs> why should I? <laughs> the things that we did, I, I remember, you know, if you're playing catch, you could just throw it against the wall and, and play catch. And you say that now, and they look at you like, why? <laughs> why? Yeah. Like, and, and then you go, well, because I did it, or my dad did it. Got to get your touches. Uh, I asked them to print up a few more calendars. We have those available, and uh, we've signed a couple more, but uh, this will be it. If you want to pick up the DP Show calendars, we have the Aaron Shrugs T-shirt that's really well done. There's a lot of great items there on sale, danpatrick.com. This program is brought to you by... Impeller, empower your investment portfolio opportunities in Puerto Rico. Impeller, the new online tool, connects investors with innovative projects on the island. Available now, Impeller, your hub for investment opportunities in Puerto Rico. Learn more at investpr.org slash Impeller. The great Brent Musburger will join us coming up a little bit later on. Andrew Luck with a cameo last night. Paulie, it was around 6 o'clock, maybe 6.05. And I get this text from Paulie in capital letters. Andrew Luck is going to be on game day. And I'm like, okay. And, of course, Paulie loves himself some Andrew Luck. And I'm thinking, (laughs) I'm thinking, why would Andrew Luck go to the national title game? I guess he still lives in Indianapolis. That's a a short commute. And uh, if you take (laughs) surface streets... I'm a PTA driver now. Short commute. And I thought, okay, they're going to bring him in as an analyst? I I was kind of surprised. I was like, okay, what perspective is he going to give you here? You know, he's just a dad. I don't know if he's breaking down game film of Georgia and Alabama. Yes, he... I think it was more of the... uh... Hello, Indianapolis. Remember me? Now, the timing, though. Remember me, Indianapolis? After Carson Wentz's performance, and then here comes Andrew Luck. Oh, it's funny. I seem to remember you guys booing me. Hmm. That's funny. How's that working out now? Anyway, I'm uh, just dropping my kids off at school. Anywho, he's (laughs) still the best Colts quarterback in the building. uh, But he was only there for like two minutes with Robert Griffin Jr. III. Uh, It was just, I don't know. He, he just looked like a regular guy. Looked like he'd lost about 15 pounds. Yeah, Paul. When I saw it on the scroll, the tease for college game, I'm like, this is this guy hasn't been seen or heard from in a couple years now. No interviews. I mean, this to me is the number one interview you'd want to get in sports media by far. And they didn't ask him anything about retiring or anything. Robert Griffin, to his credit, said, I got to ask you, what have you been doing? And, of course, he said, you know, being a dad, uh, typical dad, that's it. I'm sorry, wait, what did he say? Oh, you know me, just uh, watching in the pickup line. Yeah, pickup line. Got to go right, right on the way in, left on the way out. I didn't have to go to Stanford and all that, Robert. But if he's only there for two minutes, 
Now, oh, I know. The, the pickup line is more like four to six. No, but he's he's going into the College Football Hall of Fame, but I didn't know if that was part of it that he was going to be there. It, it was like I was I loved seeing him just because I'm curious. But then you have him there and you can't even ask him about, you know, when's the last time you thought about playing again or come back or, you know, the Colts call you or what'd you think when you watch Carson Wentz? He he maybe that was the agreement. Hey, look, I'll, I'll come in and just say hello and, and say hello to Robert. We came out in the same draft, I believe, and that's it. And I thought, boy, what a wasted moment there. Because we've tried to get him on for years. We're like, no, have him come on. We'd love to talk to him about being a dad. Oh, glad to talk about oh. that, Dan. I'm the uh, MVP of dads. I want to pat myself on my JCPenney shirt. Oh. He had jeans on and like a polo shirt and a sport coat someone handed him. I think somebody gave him that sport coat. Yeah, you're right. It's like, uh, you know, maybe you want to dress this up a little bit. How about a sport coat? I thought he looked good. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he's he, trim. He, yeah, he's he looking looked, handsome. Yeah, he looked in shape. Yeah, he looked good. He looked good. All right, uh, I guess we're going to rely on the audience to come up with a poll question here since Todd doesn't really care about the responsibilities. Wow. Well, but you've been booking a guest, so we have a guest coming up, right? Uh, not in the first wow. hour. Wow. Not too soon. Okay. No first hour guest. No okay. January? Yeah. Uh, yes, Eaton. People on social media are accusing Todd of trying to out-tank me for Ooh. the poll question today, uh, which is a storyline we're following. They've also sent in, uh, this person sent in a poll question idea. Seven shows into 2022, has Todd already locked up LVD? <laughs> yes or no? Least valuable, Danette. Well, Definitely I, in the running. <laughs> I did put the sign, if you're watching on Peacock, underneath Todd's desk. It just, I had the uh, least valuable Danette sign. I don't know there. if that's motivational or just you kind of succumb to, you know, what's just, you know, destiny of what already 2022 is supposed to be. Well, you were most valuable and least valuable. But they kind of cancel each other out. Yeah. And it's kind of down the middle. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to look back. You kind of strike me as a Carson Wentz guy. Like you can have those moments where you go, Todd, that was great. And then there's those moments where you go, I let you down. Yeah, that was not great. I repeat something that was just said ten seconds yes. before, or yeah. repurpose a, a take someone had with yeah. my own words. Yeah, and, and you all that stuff. Pass on the blame to others. Okay. You good? Yeah, we'll get back on track. All right, thank you. It's early. All right, it's only nine fifteen Eastern time. All right, all right, all right. We'll take a break here. We'll uh, hear from Stetson Bennett coming up next. We'll take a break. Back after this in the Dan Patrick Show. And now a message from Discover about real rewards. If you're a loyal credit card customer, you should be rewarded for that loyalty. Preferably with something you actually want, something you can actually use, something like Cashback Match. Discover matches all the cashback you earn at the end of your first year automatically, dollar for dollar. Because when it comes to rewards, you can't go wrong with cashback, can you? Finally, rewards that make sense. Discover. Exceptionally common sense. Learn more at discover.com slash match. Limitations apply. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. Got basketball tonight. Warriors at the Grizzlies. Steph Curry in the most recent GQ magazine. There's a GQ Sports 
And he talked about the team that he wanted to play for coming out of college. Here's Steph Curry. Before you got drafted, was there a team you were looking forward to going to? I absolutely was wanting to go to the Knicks. The draft was in New York. It was my dad's birthday, June 25th, 2009. I had a lot of conversations with the GM of the New York at the time who said if I was on the board, they'd pick me. So there's a lot of hype because being in New York, I thought I was going to be a, a New York Knick. But they always say, careful what you wish for. Everything happened the way it was supposed to be. So I'm a warrior. Yeah. You look back on that draft, Knicks had their opportunity there. Yeah, Paul. Yeah, uh, Steph Curry went seven to Golden State. The Knicks had the next pick. They could have yeah. traded up. They got Jordan Hill of Arizona. Yeah. Yikes. Yeah. Then DeMar DeRozan went to Toronto. Yes. He... Do you think it's more likely that the Knicks would be a better team with Steph Curry or that Steph Curry would have never become Steph Curry had he gone to the Knicks? Wow. That's Does nice. that make sense? I, I don't know if Steph would have blossomed as Steph Curry. I, I, I don't know that. Um, it just felt like he got in the right situation and then the right players around him, and certainly when Steve Kerr came in. But he started out slow. He had the ankle injury. They thought that that might be something that was going to prevent him from having a uh, lengthy career. But I think he averaged 13 points a game starting out. And then it just... Because there were times when Steve Kerr would be upset with Steph with some of the shots he was taking. And then he realized that he can make those shots. And then he sort of said, hey, go ahead. Do what you do. Yes, Seaton. If, if Steph isn't allowed to take those shots, yeah. is Damian Lillard the player he is today? You know, I mean, if you start looking at the dominoes that could theoretically fall, is Steph taking these, these shots from, like, way far out? He sort of normalized yeah. it and allowed other players who, to do the same thing. Yeah. It felt like he was the first, though. I think that that uh, the number of shots that he was taking and where he was taking those shots, you still had really good outside shooters, but it felt like they were right on. They almost towed the line for the three-point shot. Steph, there's no line that he's towing. It's just, hey, I got over half court. Uh, I'm in range. Because Ray Allen was always there. I mean, there have been a lot of great deep shooters, but having the freedom... Also, I think his ability to get his shot off and his handle. Did you see where Chauncey Billups, Portland's head coach, called Kyrie Irving, I think the most highly skilled point guard of all time? I don't know if I have the exact language, but he basically said nobody's had more talent at the point guard position than Kyrie Irving. Yeah, Paul. Is that a compliment, a veiled compliment, or half a compliment? I think he means it as a full compliment. Right, but he didn't call him the greatest point guard. No, because he's not. Right, but if you're the most skilled, you should be the greatest. <laughs> right? If you have the best. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think there's a bit of a backhanded compliment in there. I don't think that Chauncey realizes what he's saying, and then I look at it and go, how many times has he been first-team All-NBA? Has Kyrie Irving ever been first-team All-NBA? How many times has he been second-team All-NBA? Even third-team All-NBA? He's not better than Damian Lillard. Now, is he more talented? I think what Chauncey is saying is Kyrie's handle is the best that he's ever seen. It certainly is for me. He has the best handle I've ever seen in basketball. It's more of a playground feel to Kyrie. 
that he does have those skills. It's almost like an and one mixtape when you watch him. But I, I mean, I don't consider him, I don't think he's ever been the best point guard in the game. But I do think his handle is, there's, there's no comparison. But Damian Lillard, Chauncey's own player, is better than Kyrie Irving. How many times has Kyrie been first-team All-NBA? Or second-team All-NBA? Third. Probably not many times in his career. But it's like, you know, Steve Kerr said Kevin Durant is the best player he's ever seen or the most talented uh, that he's ever coached. And he's got Steph Curry there. But, yeah, Paul. He was third-team All-NBA, second-team All-NBA, third-team All-NBA, uh, and Rookie of the Year. Those are all his awards. But never been first-team All-NBA. Nope. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I think that Chauncey's saying that. Then you go, was well, Kyrie been a disappointment? <laughs> because he, if you're the most highly skilled, but now he does have the NBA championship, and he did hit that shot against Golden State. Um, but if you're the, the most highly skilled, it'd be like if you said, you know, that guy's the best actor ever. Well, how many Academy Awards? Uh, none, but he's the best actor ever. Yeah, Paul. Would it be fair to say Kyrie Irving is a handful? Oh, yeah. And now sometimes that overshadows his greatness. Would that be fair? That his, his persona almost overshadows his basketball skills. His yeah. quirks, persona, I don't want to talk negative about him because it's not necessarily negative. Yeah, but he won it out of Cleveland. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. You All know, the he stuff. ruined it in Boston, even now with Brooklyn. You know, injured, uh, you know, didn't get vaccinated. Uh, yeah, I mean, there's a lot that comes with him. And, and yeah, he is talented, but no, nah, I, I don't want him on my team. I love watching him, but I don't want him on my team. All right, 877-3DP-SHOW. We'll get to phone calls coming up. Bruce Arian says... It's a travesty if Tom Brady doesn't win the MVP. We'll uh, give you our thoughts on that. I mentioned uh, Stetson Bennett, the Georgia quarterback. Looked like he was in over his head in the first half and then had, you know, there were a couple of moments there that really turned this game around because it was a whole lot closer than what that final score was. But uh, here's Stetson Bennett, the Georgia quarterback, after the win last night. I knew that once I fumbled the ball, I was not going to be the reason we lost this game. But, you know, it's the thing that Coach Smart and the whole team has been preaching the whole year. Resiliency, toughness, composure, connection. I knew that those guys beside me had my back, and I had their back too. Yeah, 11 minutes to go in the fourth quarter right around there, and that's when he fumbled. Alabama scores, but, you know, that's when Georgia came back. And, uh, you know, they were they were the better team last night. And Nick Saban had this to say about what happened uh, in that fourth quarter. I just feel really poorly that we didn't finish the game better than we did uh, in the fourth quarter because we played a heck of a game against a heck of a team. Uh, everything that this team had to overcome to get to this position, to have uh, an opportunity to win the national championship, we just didn't finish the way we needed to finish. You're very gracious in defeat, but you know when you've won as many national titles, it'd be like Bob Costas not winning the Sports Emmy and saying, "Hey, you know, I'm really happy for you." He's got 28 of them. Yes, Todd. I know you picked Georgia, but early in the game, did you have concerns about the way it was going with Stenson Bennett not getting away from uh, the rush, and it just looked like he was very slow to react to pressure that things could unravel quickly for the Bulldogs? No, did not. No. 
<laughs> Back to you in the studio. Thank you, Todd. Uh, it, it did look like Georgia was catching the wrong side of it for three quarters. Yeah. No, he looked like he was overwhelmed. It looked like the moment was too big for him. And then he looked credit to him because I, he doesn't lack confidence. Yes, he. Even though they were losing in the first half, though, I, I got the sense that the Georgia defense was really dominating the game. Yeah. They were like just this overwhelming presence, even though they were down. You know, I forget what it was at the half. It was a field goal or two. Um, you just got the sense, though, that if the offense could get going, the defense could pull them through. This is what I didn't understand. Because Alabama's had Steve Sarkeesian, Lane Kiffin. They've really good offensive-minded coaches there. You have Bill O'Brien, who's been a head coach in the NFL. Doug Marone, who's been a head coach in the NFL. It just didn't seem like Alabama did anything different. That... Georgia made, you know, changes uh, with what happened the last time. And they really were putting pressure on Bryce Young. But I didn't think Alabama did anything unique. No trick plays. I know they lost Williams probably to a torn ACL. It just didn't feel like it was a great Alabama offense there. Yeah, Paul. But if that interception, the last interception by uh... – uh, by Georgia. The play before, Bryce Young, I think it was second and 10 at the Georgia 44. They're in Georgia territory. He threw about a 30-yard incompletion to Ja'Cory Brooks, the backup wide receiver. He put it right on his hand. Yeah. It was a gorgeous pass. If you know, if he either catches that or if one of his receivers doesn't get hurt and is in the game, that game could easily be good the other way. They would have been at the, like, the 11-yard line, first and 10 with three timeouts and the ball. Yeah, Bryce Young didn't play well. Here's what the Heisman Trophy winner had to say. We work tremendously hard, uh, and for the guys around, guys around me, they all work super hard. And you know, I, I don't feel like they deserve this. So that's something that you know I have to, I have to take for them. And and I'm just, I'm just proud of my guys. Um, love my guys, everyone on both sides of the ball. I just wish I could have been better for them tonight. He's got a lot of class. So I like that kid. Uh, that that was tough performance. You win the Heisman. You've already beaten Georgia. You're playing for the national championship, but. He did not play well. Al in Atlanta. Hey, Al. Congratulations. Oh, yeah. Good morning, Dan. Extremely happy day here. Uh, I want to first start off by saying thank you for actually having faith in one of my teams. I cannot (laughs) say I was as strong as you were in the first half. I was biting off all my nails. I I think I broke a chair because I was so mad when Stetson fumbled in the fourth quarter. It was it was hectic, but in, 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 in defeat, seeing Saban and Alabama lose for the first time that I can really remember in recent history against Georgia, and they just seem to take it so well. Like, I'm, I'm upset and jealous that they could take the loss so well because <laughs> I'm sitting here, like, remembering every time I've taken a loss from them, and it was just, just, just sadness for weeks. And they just seem to be like, yeah, you know what? We're happy for them. I'm happy for my old assistant coach. I'm good. It's good to see them win one finally. Yeah. Like, they're still just giving us a little jabs to the side. All right. Well, thank you, Al. Congratulations. It's it's almost like, you know, when Warren Buffett has a bad day in the market, you know, he's okay. I mean, Saban is like Warren Buffett. Like, yeah, bad day. We'll be back. Yeah, uh, Seton. We have a poll question suggestion here from uh, someone in the audience. Okay. Uh, Gib Ellis is a fellow who gets it. Uh, he wrote, who, who... who? Is the greatest Stetson Bennett of all time? One, two, three, or four? Oh. I'll hang up and listen. <laughs> Deep dive. We yeah. got to research. 
Stet Bennett too had some swagger. Yeah, I'm I, I'm good with the Stetson Bennett Jr. the third or fourth story. I'm I'm good. Are we capping it? No yeah. more, no fifth. Yeah, I'm done. Are you sure? Oh no, no, there'll be a fifth. Oh, but Stetson Bennett Jr. the fourth. I'm I'm good. And like I I got a little overwhelmed last night. Are you just calling him the greatest Stetson Bennett? Yeah, yeah. Then? Okay. Yeah, I'm good. I'm good with that story. I'm good. Yeah, Paul. If your name is Stetson Bennett the fourth, are you like contractually obligated to play in the SEC? And with that name, you can't play in the Big Ten with Stetson Bennett the fourth. That's a, that's an SEC name. We could have gone to Stetson. Oh yeah. Do they have a football team? I think they do. I think Stetson Bennett Jr. the fourth could have gone to Stetson University. Uh, Andrew in Washington. Hi, Andrew. What's on your mind? Good morning. Five seven one seventy. All right, I, I think there's just a lot of pressure on Todd. His mind's been different places. You put this poll question on him, but today is his mock headline day. I'm sure that he was already up and penciling down the young and the winless. Um, I think the winner I, can't pull out the win. I don't think so, Andrew. The I young don't, and the winless. I don't even... <laughs> I don't think Todd has mock headlines, do you? I do not. I think because of the uh, strong support I've been getting in the past months over the mock headlines, I kind of diverted my attention in other directions and other ways I can Well, then you, you probably have a limerick. I did a limerick yesterday, and I thought it would be too no, much. No, no, I, I, you have a limerick today. I don't have a limerick today because... So I, no mock headlines. No mock headlines no because guess. no one likes them. No first hour No guess. poll question. <laughs> Didn't have a good poll question. Well, I, you know what? I'm not going to pay you for this hour. I'm off. I'm off this hour. Do you want to go home? I'd rather stay. I didn't. But now that but you mentioned it, I guess I'm serving no purpose. Yeah. Here. What are you doing? <laughs> Just kind of wasting space in the back row. I guess it's almost like the entire you. back row is empty. Yeah. <laughs> Suck it, back row. They're talking about you. Oh no. Yeah. The limerick. I, th- I thought two days in a row would be a little too much. Oh you yeah. You did. Oh, stop it. I love it. I didn't do my headlines because nobody likes them. <laughs> Just realized it. Oh, it took the Georgia game to realize it. Oh, that's funny. Every dog has his day. There you go. Why don't you whip up uh, a limerick? I will do that. Okay, thanks. Well, I mean, you're not little... doing anything. I'm not. I'm just kind of sitting here pretending to be busy. They're being a little rough on you, Todd. <laughs> rough. Rough, rough, like rough. A dog. Like a dog. Ugh. Uh. <laughs> there you go. You're ripping. Athena, I hope I have that right, in Arizona. Hi, Dan. How are you? Hi, Athena. Hi. Oh, my gosh. I just can't believe I'm talking to you. Okay, I have, hey, Fritzy, I got your limerick right here, okay? Let's do it. All right, here we go. <clears throat> Methinks, uh, pardon me, the title is The Danettes Three. Methinks there is a missing link. T'was four, now three, in just one blink. Once gone, alas, the shadow fades, but more pronounced are three in spades. With Captain Daniel at the wheel, his rudder made of lesser steel. But better still, this rudder three will dock the ship at a sports Emmy. His forum now in open air, though knives are sharp, they would not dare cut down the visage on the mast of Captain Dan, for he will last. Take stock, mates three, and serve your lord, lest ye be next cast overboard. Wow. 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 That was powerful and dramatically read. Thank you, Athena. Thank you so much. Hey, 
Sam, I have um, I, I have a couple of other things. First of all, I wanted to uh, characterize Polly, if that's okay. Oh, boy. okay. Bring it on. <laughs> <laughs> we had a listener who called in and said that she she didn't like Paul. She just didn't know why she didn't like yeah. Paul. And that, that bothered me because most people know why they don't like me. <laughs> and she was like, I can't really put a finger on it. Yeah. <laughs> It's like, you, you probably need more fingers. A general That's... aura of dislikability. <laughs> overall dislikability. I'll be all right. Okay, Athena. Actually, Dan, I heard that that morning. I mean, I listen every morning with my husband, Ron, and um, I got to tell you, I love you, Polly. Thank you. Are you just and being here... contrarian? No, I'm not. I'm telling you, you are a snarky Boy Scout. <laughs> That's it. You're the snarky boy scout of the bunch. Well, thank thank <laughs> and, you, Athena, and uh, my best to Ron, your husband. All right, Ron. Yeah. <laughs> Ron and Athena have had a trip. Oh, they can get wild, yeah. those two. I don't know how Todd ever dares do a limerick, though, after what Athena just dropped yeah. on us. That was something. That was, that she, was strong. She went Shakespearean. Yeah. Yeah, that was more like a long poem, because a limerick's supposed to be five lines, no, no, but that it, was very it, dramatic. Yeah, it was, it was a poem. Why don't you shut up and just write a limerick, all right? <laughs> yes, Pauline. She mixed in like a Scottish accent yes, halfway through. I liked it. Well, she realizes that Ryan in Honolulu, when he gives you that Australian accent, it might be a fake accent, but it, it really helps out, you know, when, when he has his limericks. Why don't you shut up and write a limerick? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Joke boy. <laughs> Are you going to mope all day? I'm kind of getting a little beat up, a little more than I think I should. But did you bring it on yourself? Whatever I brought on, it is definitely not the wrath of the last half hour. Oh, shut up and write your limerick, (laughs) joke boy. Why don't you shut up and write a limerick? (laughs) (laughs) Let me me take a break here. We got our play of the day coming up next, and maybe Todd's going to have a limerick. And maybe a poll question or two back after this Dan Patrick show. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. Hey, this is Jason McIntyre. Join me every weekday morning on my podcast, Straight Fire with Jason McIntyre. This isn't your typical sports pod pushing the same tired narratives down your throat every day. Straight Fire gives you honest opinions on all the biggest sports headlines, accurate stats to help you win big at the sports book, and all the best guests. Do yourself a favor and listen to Straight Fire with Jason McIntyre on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh my God. The play, the play, is play. of the day. Check this out. Man in motion to the near side, then they reverse it with Billingsley. Back to the right. Snap to Young. Drops back. Pressure from the edges. He throws near sideline. And it's intercepted. Intercepted. Keely Ringo at the 21. Off he goes. 40, 50, 45, 40, 35, 30. Near sideline. Breaks the tackle. 20, 15, 10, 5. Touchdown. 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 Georgia. Let the celebration begin. Courtesy of Learfield IMG College. That's your play of the day. Play of the day is brought to you by Mercedes-Benz. That Sprinter van. I got an update. We have over 50,000 entries into the sweepstakes. You're going to win the Mercedes-Benz Sprinter van. 
the ultimate camping rig sweepstakes, and Seton is going to deliver it. Well, he's going to he's going to drive it to L.A. And then from there, I don't know how we get it to you, but we will get it to you. I'm not picking up 50,000 people, am I? No, you're not. No, you're not. Okay. You can go to danpatrick.com or foxsportsradio.com. You have until February 2nd, our good friends at Mercedes-Benz Vans. We have some people who have volunteered to ride with you, but I don't know how many people, how many listeners we can get into the Sprinter van with you and the French kid. Yeah, that's like a legally... Or yeah. how many do we just cram in there? But Yeah, I mean, what you do when you're on the road, if I don't know about it, I'm fine. You know, if you need uh, friendship, companionship, you need somebody there who's going to break up the monotony of you with, you know, just one other person. There's only so much me and the French kid can talk about. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yes, Paul. But that's got to be great because Seton can be in like uh, Stillwater, Oklahoma, pull up to a bar or a barbecue joint. Mm. Go have some pops, go have some barbecue, and just walk out and go to sleep go in to the sleep. parking lot. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. great. I know. It's Sign great. me up. Yeah. I don't know what the inside looks like. I don't know how tricked out that is. But I, I, as I said, the description I got, the wheels were murdered. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, and, and it was a woman who said this, who works with us. And uh, I, I said, uh, have you seen the Sprinter van? And she goes, oh, man, the wheels are murdered. And I go, What? <laughs> She's like a 40-year-old mom of four. Yes, see. I like the inside of that Sprinter van is nicer than my first apartment okay. by a long way. Yeah. By yeah. a long way. All right. Yeah. Uh, Chris in Alabama. Chris, sorry about last night. Good morning, Dan. Ladies in the back. This is a uh, angry, <laughs> angry, six-foot, gelatinous-like 240. Mm-hmm. Very disappointed. I'm going to go on a rant this morning, Dan. Very disappointed. Your boys wanted a pep talk. Here's a pep talk. What was going on with Coach Saban last night? They got off the plane yesterday. He's got on a bomber's jacket like he's trying out for Top Gun 2. They got a band playing like this is the movie, the program, when George is over there just looking at them, practicing, running through their drills, not saying a word. We get off the plane dancing like we've never been there before. They just didn't take it serious last night. You look at quarterback Bryce Young. He's over there on the bench eating hard candy like an old man in a rest home. They they just didn't take it serious last night. They're over there cutting up, laughing, having a good time. Georgia's over there concentrating. That's why they were able to come back in the fourth quarter. We just took our foot off the gas like Coach Saban does so many times. I agree with you, Dan. It was very, very vanilla last night coming from the offense, especially coming from our offense and a Heisman Trophy winner. Dan, I love you. Love your body of work. When I say that, just raise your arms and show the world. Roll Tide, buddy. Thank you, Chris. (laughs) I love college football, man. Yeah. You know, sometimes it just happens. You know, they're going to have to take a year off winning a national championship here. Yes, I kind of love that intensity, though. Like, I want to follow Chris through the rest of the day and just see <laughs> what happens when he goes to get his coffee next. <laughs> Let me tell you something. He goes to the grocery store. Yeah, oh, man, absolutely. Yeah. Todd has a limerick for the national title game. I do. Yeah. All <laughs> righty. Nick Saban was going for eight, but Bama fell apart late. The student Kirby decided to teach. The dogs sure were a peach. Tide's next title will have to wait. All right. Thank you, Todd. That was worth the wait. No, it wasn't. No. Just saying. 
Uh, what poll question are we going to go with? Or are we going to wait until hour two to come up with one? Yes, Eden. You know what? This, this has nothing to do with the poll question, but that interception that we just had for play of the day, yeah. there's this funny moment where the kid catches it and Kirby Smart is running with him down the sideline going, get down, get down, and there's no way in hell I know. that kid was going to go down. I know. Kirby is pretty athletic. Like him running, and then did you see him jumping yeah. on the sidelines? Former defensive back, yeah, Paul. I was thinking about this this morning. Keely Ringo, the defensive back for Georgia, I think he's a freshman or a redshirt freshman. With NIL now, could he kept the ball? I saw him run to the sidelines, and that's a game-winning ball for the national championship, basically. And that's the signature play. Could he sell that? Could he sell that to a booster in exchange for signing the ball at a signing show or signing autographs? Like if I'm some booster, yeah, but it's not his ball. He, I think he kept it. He yeah, looked, but it's not his. Yeah. I wonder, though. I wonder if he left the building with it. I would. Yeah. But I, I, but I don't know if. But Because now, instead of that ball just being in his mom's home, could he go to with NIL to some booster and say, cool, I'll do an autograph signing for you, and you pay me $300,000, and I'll give you the ball. Legally. I have no idea. Isn't that fascinating, though, that this kid's you know 19 years old, and based off that play, he could be set for life. Georgia scored 24th quarter points, including that uh, game ceiling pick six to uh, win the game. And that 79-yard pick six, the longest to interception, returned for a touchdown in uh, the college football playoff game uh, since the playoffs started in 2014. There was something that came out. It keeps getting pushed back. The college football playoff leaders, they can't agree about expanding and when they're going to expand. But there was something that came out yesterday they all the leaders are in Indianapolis and they met, uh, I think, yesterday and then broke just in time for the national title game. But uh, they failed to come to an agreement about expanding the current four team playoff field. But they didn't entirely rule out the possibility it could still happen before the end of the current 12 year contract, which runs through 2025. That backs up the report that I had that they were looking to speed this up if they could get everybody on board by 2023 and if not, maybe 2024. And that came out yesterday and backed up what I told you a couple of weeks ago. They haven't ruled that out, that it could happen before 2025. Back after this. Close out the first hour with Simply Safe Home Security. You want to make your home feel safer? Our friends at Simply Safe are giving Dan Patrick Show listeners access to all their New Year's holiday deals. You're going to get 20% off the award winning home security, and your first month is free when you sign up for the interactive monitoring service. Comprehensive sensors, indoor, outdoor cameras, everything you need to make your home safe and monitored around the clock by trained professionals who send help the instant you need it. Simply Safe was named Best Home Security System of 2021 by U.S. News & World Report. No long-term contracts, commitments, hidden fees. It's really easy to start feeling a bit more peace of mind in the new year. So hurry up, take advantage of the offer, 20% off your Simply Safe system, and your first month is free when you sign up for the interactive monitoring service. Visit simplysafedan.com. Customize your system for your home online in minutes. Simplysafedan.com for 20% off your entire system.